Welcome to the Ultimate Coach Podcast, Conversations from Being, inspired by the book, The Ultimate Coach, written by Amy Hardison and Alan Thompson. Join us each week with the intention of expanding your state of being, and your experience will be remarkable. Remember, this is a podcast about being. It is a podcast about you. To explore more deeply, visit theultimatecoachbook.com. Now, enjoy today's conversation from B. Hello, today I'm here um, interviewing Mike Vacanti. I'm actually not reading your bio, um, but I'm going to share my experience of you, right? You are um, a creator of bringing humanity together And um, we first met through your mission of Humans First, and um, which I chose to become an ambassador for. And I I see you as um, who you're being in the world is the the bringer of hearts back to oneness. Would you agree that that's accurate? Yeah, I love that. I mean, it's 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 powerfully focused and thank you for seeing that yeah you're welcome (laughs) you know there's so much that we learn along the journey right so I'm sitting here with my gray hair right now and you know many life experiences many career experiences there was one point I was interviewing for a job Cordelia and the interviewer said Mike you kind of look like a job hopper And what I said back is, that's for underachievers. I've had five different careers. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Wow. Um, You know, the jobs don't define us. I don't think our careers define us. But continually learning to become a better person, to become a more full version of ourselves along the journey. I think is the greater challenge and certainly the the greater reward. Definitely. I love the reframe on that. You know, um, I, I even think for people starting out, right, the, the people who may still be in their 20s or 30s, you know, who have had maybe three or four different positions, definitely it can be um, said that that's, different careers, right? They're, they're looking at their options and their choices, you know? Yes. Yes. You know, it's often been said to me throughout my life, you know, the many years is, is that boy, Mike, you really think out of the box. Um, And, and I do believe that it's easy because I've never been in a box. Um, I've resisted people building containers around me. And it's been painful to resist that building of containers, that letting others define me, because I'm still trying to grow and understand and find the definition for myself. And I think that's a lifelong journey. Um, the uniting of hearts, I, I do believe, you know, the first mission of Humans First was to ignite and accelerate a shift in business culture to value humans first. And what that became, what it morphed into was opening hearts and opening minds. Um, Our belief systems, whatever those are, and they can be varied and they're all beautiful, but we're, we're seeking a path to uh, a greater understanding in many lives we're seeking a path to understanding our place with the divine and whatever that means to each individual person through our, our um, ancestry and our, and our history and our choices. And I don't believe there's one path. I don't believe there's one way of doing things. If there was, wouldn't we have already found it? And wouldn't we all be on that journey to bliss? Um, and so I think we're still in a discovery phase and, 
that opening hearts and opening minds is an encouragement for us all to embrace that pursuit. Um, and the pain and the challenges that go with it, right? Because that helps define the, the joy and the accomplishment. Yeah, I really agree and resonate with that, Mike. And that's why, you know, like one of the things I, I declare about myself is that I'm the bridge between genders, cultures, and religions. And I see that in you. And um, that's, that's how, you know, that's what lights you up. And, and that's why I invited you, right? Because this was our first time meeting in Arizona. I invited you to the ultimate experience yes. because I love, you know, like how you're being in the world. And I also invited you to, to read the book. So I'm just wondering, like, how has, you know, having that experience reading the book, how has that changed or aligned with what you are, who you already are being? Yeah, I, I, I thank you, first of all, for inviting me in, because you were along that path of exploration. It was lighting you up and, and for you to be so gracious in sharing that and inviting me in. I did read the book and we had the experience together in, in Arizona. And because I had read the book and because I like to try to discipline myself to go into every environment with an open mind, um, I, I feel like I was really present and taking it in. And, and it was this beautiful um, expression of others' experiences. And it felt like a, um, a, a system of hope was being delivered to everybody in the room, all of us present. And that was my great takeaway from the book is, you know, while Steve has expressed his journey and the, and the many that um, benefited from, from that work, those experiences with Steve and with each other, um, those stories were, were shared so, so beautifully. Um, but again, it's not a 12 steps to happiness, the, you know, eight foundations to solve all the world's problems, the, the five beliefs that will never fail you, the, you know, the, the three this for that. And right. we're patterned to believe that there's some simple formula. And, and again, I don't believe that to be true. I think that this life journey is beautifully unique for each one of us. And we're not encouraged to embrace that. However, I do believe in the ultimate coach. It is to find that inner strength, to be empowered with our own beliefs, and then go out and share them and, and be re resolved in that journey, in our discovery and our learning, be confident in our teaching and sharing and elevating others and keep that the mission. And so it was never a, um, you know, pass a course, take the test, get the certificate and go out and wave it around and see if somebody will pay you for that. It, it was a become the best you can be at this moment with the skills and the knowledge and the and the understanding you have, and just be bold in expressing that and sharing that out for the benefit of others. And so it really is this um, commitment to lifting others that resonated, you know, along with what I really believe my mission is. Yeah, I, I love, there are two words in there that really stuck out for me, and it's the um, being resolved and the commitment, you know, I, I definitely see that it is really the, the commitment to being resilient as you're being courageously, um, as you're courageously going along your journey. Right. right. And, um, yeah, tell me more, tell me more about that. Yeah, I mean, I think of, of, you know, you and I are parents of multiple children. Yeah. There's a, 
there's a there's a a, a, a team, a big team um, when we combine. So when we think of that, there certainly are um, good foundations to parenting, and we get to understand them and choose them for how we're going to embark on that journey. And then, you know, life happens and each individual child has different needs and our family structures and systems are different. And so we, we um, adapt and we continue to learn. And, you know, the best of us that are parenting read the situation. <laughs> like, you know, there isn't one best way to parent because, you know, the children are different. They have different needs. We can't, you know, for me, kid one and kid five have different trajectories. And so how do we listen and learn what their skills are, what, what you know, sparks them, what lights them up and, and, and keep nurturing that, right? And somehow then we step out of the family and we go to work and we look at our colleagues or we look at systems around us and it becomes this one thing and and we want to fit everybody into the box. And there's this belief of it's easier if we create sameness. We have to level the playing field. And, you know, with my five children, it wasn't the same playing field for all five of them. It was never level and they certainly are not the same. Um, and I think we have the chance to apply that to all we do, but we miss that opportunity. Um, it's like we operate with two different belief systems and we don't understand the conflict in there. And that conflict, I think you see, we see that unfold in front of us with mental health, physical health, stress, anxiety, anger that's projected out to others or into our family yeah. right and um and it's you know it's just that greater awareness it's emotional intelligence the vulnerability of oh my gosh i have no idea what i'm doing i i better try to figure out how to act in the best possible way in this situation and be willing to forgive ourselves when we fail because we get to try again you know, that is so, I love that you brought parenting into this. And I love the way you explain the incongruence that we live in and we normalize. And then we wonder why our organizations are not working well and why mental health is such a big problem and why, you know, nobody has emotional intelligence. It's like you literally every single day are like, Playing on one field and then going and trying to put yourself in this box. And it's just like discombobulating, you know? Right. Right. You know, imagine, and, and I, I feel this from you, Cordelia, that, you know, we're both on this path of discovering is I'm here. I'm here for you. And so much of what we see is I'm here. I'm here for me. Get out of my way. Right. <laughs> right? Oh, no. Yes. <laughs> and and the end of it, you know, I was reading an article about this. You might have seen it on LinkedIn the other day and like the the individuality. Right. Um, that that uh, encouragement is really a discouragement of a greater collective consciousness and, and an elevation of humanity. You know, yeah, you know that elevation of humanity. I I think is something really you know simple, rudimentary. But imagine we go into a public building, right, a public place, and we get on the elevator to to attain that elevation, right, to a right. to a, a higher place, and we look around and it's like, this is my elevator. Get off my elevator. We don't, it's like, well, we're going to share the elevator and and. How about we acknowledge that we're on this journey together yes. and we wish everybody to get to that same place we're going right? yes. or get off where they will. They they desire they have free will, you know, even in that simple metaphor, we miss it. We kind of look around. It's like, oh, you people are in my way. It's crowded in here. What are all of you doing? You know, I wish I was by myself. And. And, and what if? 
We would all be in that elevator acting like me and Mike and being like, hey, what's up? Happy morning. <laughs> you know, <laughs> And like raising the vibration as we're going to whatever floor we're supposed to be on that day. Yeah. Yeah. That I wish for you that you get to where you're going. Yes. Um, we 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 have that opportunity and. And I think sometimes we get lost in a lot of the complexity and the noise and, and the complexity is growing and the noise is becoming louder. And I think what I really liked about the, the experience of the ultimate coach and, and our experience together in Arizona live is that, um, it, it was, it was, it was positively based, right? the the negative noise is very very loud and we think it's predominant because it's so loud yeah. um bad is very loud good is quiet it's peaceful it stays in us and 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 i think that's a great opportunity and i see that in the coaching that you're doing now and that others with the ultimate coach and, and those that I think are operating more enlightened um, are being loud about the good and, and overcoming that perception of doom and negativity. Um, we don't want to believe that's true. And actually, it's not true. It's just what we hear and experience so often. Um, we get to make a choice about that. And I'm really grateful for the choice you've made and how um, you're raising your voice and lifting others, helping them get to the floor they're supposed to be on or they're, they're, they're looking to attain, right? And, yeah. um, it, it's, a, it's a fun metaphor to play with. It really is. You know, it's um, raising ourselves to the frequency of joy. Yeah. 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 So I, I'm curious, like, really, what what sparked your um, I, I see you're doing things a little bit differently here, <laughs> speaking of joy and um, you're you're a pickleball fan now. Right. What created that spark for you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pickleball addict. Oh, I'm sorry. No. (laughs) (laughs) Let's be accurate. (laughs) And it's a funny thing. Like, who would have ever thought I'd find a new activity at this point in my life and and just um, be all in on it? But it feels good. Only 10. What are you saying? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And (laughs) it's relative, isn't it? Um, I'm the grayest haired little kid on the planet. (laughs) (laughs) You and Steve, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um. So we were down in Florida, right? We had the house fire. And, and so we were displaced for, for that period of time. And Let's slow down with that for a minute. Like, <laughs> recognize that you lost your house in a major fire. And I think that day we were in the middle of a human's first event, right? <laughs> we were, we like, were, I was sitting in this chair and it was early in the morning. It, it was like, you know, 6.30 a.m. And we had been in the call for a half an hour already and People were sharing videos and 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 their experiences. It was this global audience. We were all together. Yeah. With, you know, probably the most diverse group that could ever be attracted. They 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 um, they were self-identified. They weren't recruited. It wasn't promoted. It was just an attraction. Yeah. Um, an amazing thing. And so we're we're having that. I think it was a two-year celebration at that point. Yeah. And my internet started flickering and, and it's like, well, what is going on? And, and then it, it went out Cordelia and right over here, there's a circuit breaker mm-hmm. down in this. And so I went over there and started flicking. It's like, come on, electricity, figure this out. And my wife is upstairs in our office up there and, and she's, she's working. And I yelled up, you know, Hey, is your internet working? And, and, <laughs> 10 seconds later, she came, you know, racing down the steps that we have to get out of the house. There's a fire. Something sparked on the garage wall and it and it started. But by the time we got out, dark smoke was billowing out of the top of the house and the, 
and the the one wall of the house is already consumed and going up into the roof and burning into our bedroom. So we lost about a third of the house to the fire. And then the water damage and putting out the fire got the rest right. of it. It didn't get destroyed from water or fire was destroyed by the smoke. And so we were out of the house for 51 weeks while they had That's to, a year, Mike. Yeah, a year. And they, <laughs> so they had to tear it apart and, and rebuild from whatever healthy bones, you know, remain. So the whole thing was gutted. It was just a, it was, it was a shell and it was a journey and it was a part-time job through that whole thing. And um, here's an interesting takeaway for me and a, and a, and a, a a new life experience and a new life lesson that I don't know how this got here from pickleball, but we'll get back to it. We're going to get back to pickleball, but I, <laughs> it's very important that you share this story because I love who you became out of this. Yeah. Um, so that day when the fire was settled and we were, you know, grabbed a couple of possessions because our closets burnt out, like there was, there was little left of stuff to take. Um, you know, we grabbed some photo albums and stuff like that out of unaffected air and, and, and took off to my daughter's house. I experienced anxiety for the first time in my life. Hmm. Um, I, I, had, I had never experienced it. So I, I know many people that have experienced it. I've listened to them. I've helped them through that journey, whether they were working for me or they were friends. Um, it was common, so I was aware, trying to be empathetic. But I, I now can share that personal experience of what does that anxiety feel like? Um, it's very real and it's uncontrollable. Mentally, try to contain it. Um, following that, um, things just didn't feel right. I wasn't, I wasn't feeling full. I wasn't feeling complete for a time after that. And we went down to Florida for like seven weeks, the first trip, came back for the holidays, and then went back for another five weeks. Um, we have a house down there. So it, you know, fortunately, we had a place to be. It was a pandemic. My wife was working remotely. So, so we, we had that flexibility. Um, but it was when I started feeling better months later that I realized that I had just spent a few months in a depression. I had never experienced depression. I didn't know what it was. And I, and I could not understand that I was there until I was coming out of it. And to me, that was a, oh, it was a, it was a big moment of understanding because it helped me listen and see people more clearly that you know we we hear the phrase that you know everybody has a journey or a challenge that we know nothing about right and we yeah. we don't see that but um i had been through it personally anxiety for the first time um a bout of depression for the first time and not even because I, it wasn't part of me, right? And so I, yeah. there's no way I'm going to recognize it um, right. until I was feeling better. And it's like, what was that I just went through? Mm -hmm. And we talked about that in, in a previous conversation recently, right? Is, yeah. you know, the lotus flower grows in the muck of, of, um, of an environment. And, and, Oftentimes we, we go out and we meet at the flower and we talk about the muck we're standing in, right? And, and, and then we leave and then we come back to discuss it again. We meet at the lotus flower, stand in the muck, and, and somehow that's uniting. And, and I think the journey that you're on, the journey I hope I'm on with people, and I think is reflected in the Ultimate Coach book, is we want to walk past the lotus flower, admire its beauty, but get through it and get to the other side. Those are the good coaches. And I think so much of the environment of coaching is 
I can meet you. I, I also was depressed. And so let's get together at the Lotus Flower and talk about depression. We'll just stay here standing <laughs> in the muck, right? Cold right. and stuck. And, um, and that's not the way to live. The power is helping others get through to the other side and actually see the beauty of that journey. Um, and and, and I, I learned that, you know, outside of, you know, some academic understanding, I, I learned that from experience, even this late in life. And, um, you know, I have to embrace that as a gift. And in so, um, I stopped doing a lot of the things that I was doing before. And, and in stopping, I had more time. And when we're in Florida, it's like, now that I have time, I need to find an activity. And right now, the way I'm feeling coming through this depression, a physical activity would be a good thing. So I went and watched these people play this game called pickleball. I had heard about it. And I, after watching them play, it's like, why? Well, I, I think I want to try that. So I went to the store, grabbed a pal, showed up the next morning, and I've been playing for about a year and a half now and and uh um playing very very frequently um, yeah like because you're an addict because <laughs> i'm an addict and but and then there's this whole thing about i don't have skills i'm going to build the skills and mm. um and there's no perfection in it it's it's you know reaction to everything around and so that that athleticism, that that gaming is something I've always really enjoyed. And it's been a nice place to, to go and be social and laugh and tell stories and hear from people and get to know people and be active. Um, so that uh, that's how I became a pickleball addict. <laughs> and it was a gift of your depression. I would say that, right? The, yeah. the gift of depression is joy. And this is something that is accessible to everyone. You know, I, as I'm listening to your story about losing your house and being homeless for 51 weeks, a year. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and also, you know, the, the gratitude you have for the fact that you happen to have another house in Florida, right? Um, so that you were able to uh not you were already outside of your comfort zone but how you were being through all that you know right and and able to uh find the gift in all of that although right as i'm listening to you i also hear, hear that it was very incidental and accidental and you just kind of let me just see you know um, and, and I, I also find it very interesting that you've gone from being like a hockey player, right. To something that's warm weather. So <laughs> at this late stage in your life or new beginning in your life, yeah. um, you found your joy a different way. Yeah. And it is late stage, right? I'm definitely in the third period. There's no question about that. <laughs> yeah. You know, what's fun is that um, I'm still exploring, I'm still learning, and I'm trying to share what that feels like along the journey, right? And so instead of becoming more rigid in those beliefs, I'm taking the experiences and letting them inform the development of, of um, expanded beliefs. Yeah. And in so eliminating the the beliefs that no longer serve me hmm. and, and that, that weeding out of, of, I think unconscious or just handed over or, or adopted beliefs without reevaluating and, and choosing the beliefs is, has really been something that um, I feel can be, shared to influence others to um to challenge what's around them to challenge how we see things um and seek something that we would we would dream about we could envision 
I don't think we're encouraged to do that enough. Yeah, we're not. And re recreating that muscle memory, you know, actually it rewires the brain, you know? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, the hard part is eliminating anything from our lives, right? Somehow, you know, many of us, I, I believe we kind of become collectors and it's, it's, it's not all stuff like, you know, I made a bunch of money and I went out and bought beautiful things and look at all my things are greater than your things. There's certainly some of that, right? The comparison and envy is its own illness. Um, illness. I'll say that again. Illness. <laughs> it, it is an illness. And I, I would say it's right up there with mental illness, you know? Yeah. And we also collect stuff from the outside. We, we collect institutional beliefs. We collect limitations. We collect views of others as, as defining parameters for our lives. Okay, we, Bishop Mike, go ahead. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about ourselves. Preach. <laughs> and, and, and I think that um, just like becoming a minimalist in our, in our physical lives, um, there's this culling of things no longer needed in our emotional lives, in our spiritual lives, that, that it, it's, it's uncommon to do that hard work unless people are forced into some very traumatic situation. Um, um, whether it be an addiction or whether it be, you know, uh, a, a, a family a situation. house fire. Yeah, many hardships, right? Hardships yeah. people go through. And um, that culling of those unneeded systems, those unneeded beliefs, um, the limitations in our lives, I, I think, they become anchors and, and it's painful sometimes to sever those connections. Um, it's a great opportunity, right? The, the identifying, choosing, and letting go um, is, is part of the process. I think it's helpful. We can't drag all of the stuff from all of our experiences along with us. Um, yeah. Decades and decades, yeah. <laughs> At some point, it ha we got to let it go. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And the invitation is to reinvent how you're being, and just be who you are at your core without all the conditioning that you've, you know, and all the energy of others that you've yes. been collecting, right? It's amazing, Cordelia, because we hear the word responsibility, right? And it's like, oh, no, no, I, you know, I, I resist that to some degree or, or I don't want that forced on me. Um, but when it is the life that we've chosen, the responsibility to live fully in it is, is something of a reward. It's like that, that now all of a sudden that's a great freedom because I can take the responsibility for the things that are important. I don't have to carry the burden of others. Um, I can take the responsibility of eliminating relationships that are part of that historic anchoring. Um, that's very difficult, right? That's, that's um, not, that's much more than ripping off a Band-Aid. <laughs> <That, Yes. right? laughs> Indeed. That's a surgical procedure. Um, and takes a longer time to recover from. But, but those are necessary things to take the responsibility to choose and then the responsibility to act on those choices, I think is, is just a, a great exercise to stay present in as we go through each day, each period, each season of our lives. Yeah, indeed. And I'm hearing you really talk about like the whole replenish me process. Actually, I'm hearing like release all that stuff, restructure, you know, creating new habits, 
better habits, joyful things to do, you know, and then refresh like your environment, the people that you spin your heartbeats with, right? Yeah. And rebirth into, you know, just welcoming your joy all the time. You know, you're you're freeing yourself by self-nurturing. Yeah. That's like entirely your your whole story, you know? <laughs> and I think that um to the best of our ability, certainly to the best of my ability to, to try to stay present in that, right? Because it's very easy to, you know, start to doubt and, and accept the limitations again and go back and do the comparing and, and um, shrink ourselves in the, in the whole process again. Um, And so it's that, that, I don't know, understanding of the gift of choice each, each day. And, um, you know, living without regret on that and, and, uh, making sure that the, the page we write next is one we write. It's not one that was written for us. And, and, you know, that, that's what I help for my children. That's what I hope for my friends. That's what I hope for my colleagues. Um, and to try to stay present in that and show up that way so I'm an example of it um, is hard work. And, and it's not all, you know, I'm so ignorant, I'm, I'm happy. It, it's I'm so aware I'm choosing to pursue that fulfillment each day. Yeah, it's a practice. To practice. Yeah. 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 Um, a unique kind of discipline. Um, it's growing awareness. It requires empathy because you have to truly see other people. Yeah. Let them be who they are. Not measure them by how alike they are to you or judge them on how different they are than you. Um, see how they are as beautiful as you, or they are as broken as you. And whatever that, help them see the beauty, help them heal from the brokenness. You know, however we can show up and be present is, um, what a gift to be able to be in that frame of mind, that position, that, you know, I get to be smart enough, strong enough, humble enough to 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 show up to try to help in some way Um, and know that my intent to help is good enough good enough wow i i I love how you shared that it that's uh you know who you're being in the world is it's it's like modeling the practice of, of presence, you know, and, um, creating space for yourself while creating space for others. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You know, and that whole being who we are, right. And, and it truly is, you know, living here, interpreting it here and then, and then going out and sharing that in each interaction. Um, for me, it's trying to stay on that um, thought path of of positivity and and helping and expanding, because the the tendency and what I hear from so many people, right, is is we look and say, you know, there's this big global problem. There's this illness in the world, and and I'm going to lash out against that because that's that's what I think is right. So, you know, I'll just admit here on on this recorded conversation that I am the wrong person on the planet to solve climate change i i'm i'm the wrong person right i can 
clean the dishes in my sink. <laughs> I can hang the clothes in my closet. I can make my bed. I can show up presently to people. What I live in my life is something that I have full responsibility for. And if I do that really well, I'm being a good example. If I'm screaming at somebody else for the ills they caused in this planetary thing that, that, um, and then I, I, I go into my own environment, into my own heart and into my own head and my thoughts are bad and my sink is dirty and my closet's a mess and my bed's unmade, then I'm kind of a fraud. <laughs> yeah. And congruence again. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, we get into this whole thing of virtue signaling, right? Well, I'm going to align with this thing and I'm going to be very loud about it because, you know, everybody else in the planet is horrible except for these, you know, few people that we seem to be aligned with and, and yelling at what food you eat and when you eat it and, and, um, and, and, you know, I think we have an opportunity to pause and breathe and bring that back in. And, and you know, how are we showing up right now? Yeah. Do that well. Stop illuminating out to all these things that are so far out of your control, right? And it's it's almost like the, the circles of Zorro. Right. It's like, oh, I I've mastered these sword skills. Now I'm going to go out and conquer the world. And and, you know, it's like, no, no, Zorro, you 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 conquer this little circle first and then this one. And, and then it, it needs to grow symmetrically to the abilities and the opportunity. Yeah. The practice of the self-discipline and practice of congruence will radiate out naturally on its own. You don't have to prophesize anything, you right. know, you don't, um, the invitation is by who you're being and how you show up. People will feel that that reverberates. Yeah. So, yeah. Think about that. Like if we, if we try to live in those outer circles, right. So you drop a pebble and right. And so you have the, the, the circles, right. And if we're living on the other circles, and it's like, well, I have this thing I'm paying attention to. And then this one, imagine how much running around there is to try to connect those yeah. things. It's like, that's a lost life. <laughs> and it's a waste of energy, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, keep yourself centered and be committed to that. Be yes. committed to being congruent. And that, um, you know, also is... I would say one of the major themes in, in the book about being. So, yeah. I was going to bring that back to the book because I do believe that is um, well articulated and repeated story after story, which, which helps um, build that congruence, but also illuminate that truth that come back in here, make it real, influence what you can based on that continuance of, of our own growth, our own journey, our own exploration of choices and the responsibility to make them and act them. Yeah. Um, and you see a lot of smiling faces around, right? There's a lot of people that they were full. They were, they were light. They weren't, you know, they weren't seeking something that they couldn't attain, right? They were seeking the things that they could attain. And, and I think that is an important um, challenge, uh, an important understanding each day is, is what can I influence and what can I not influence? And if I can influence, how do I want to influence it? And again, if we can, if the good, if we can make the good noisy to overcome the noisy bad, um, I think we're making a difference in the world. Yeah, definitely. I see that. I see that in you and 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 me. And um, you know, it's always a joy to talk to you, Mike. 
<laughs> it is. Yeah, I thank you for that. And I, I, I say, yeah, and kind of, you know, wander through that because I absolutely feel that. I feel, I feel that very strongly. And, and more time together would be great for me. Um, I love the work that you're doing. I, I believe in the impact that you're having. And I know the influence is from a, a place of love, from your heart, that you are centered in that understanding. Um, the, uh, the ignoring of the power of our heartbeat, the vibration and the rhythm and how our thoughts affect that. Um, there's just, there's a lot to learn and it's not fluffy stuff, right? It's not this ethereal concept. It, it's, it's just living, right? It's like, oh yeah, that's real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, oh, oh, right. I'm, I'm still here. <laughs> yeah, I didn't make that up, right? There. Um, and uh, helping others find meaning and giving themselves permission to heal instead of staying in the illness, going through the muck, valuing the beauty of the lotus flower as they pass by, but not living in that muck, I think is something we can continue to encourage. I think it's the, 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 the great opportunity for the coaching industry um, I think it's missing because there's more money gathering at the lotus flower, right? There's more money in keeping you stuck um, in the muck. Keep paying. We'll just commiserate together. Right? Yeah. And, but the great opportunity is to, to help move more people through to the other side. And I believe that's the spirit, the intent, the, the, um, the outcomes that are recorded, the, the volume of the work in the ultimate coach is that path through. Um, and that's a gift. 100%. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm, I'm just like what I'm enjoying so much. And what I want to acknowledge you for Mike is the way that you so eloquently, you know, convey what you believe and, um, and you make it seamless, right? You, you like in, in this conversation, you've, you've uh, expressed your love and learnings as a father, how you bring that into who you are professionally, you know, and, and how it's helped you to overcome adversity, you know, even your awareness of um, how to heal your anxiety and depression through pickleball, something so fun, something so different and new, you know, and just being, you know, having the awareness that you needed to make some different choices yeah. um, to elevate your own soul. And, and so you could be more, be more you, right. And finding out that, some of the parts that you had assumed were you, you had to release those. Yeah. 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 You know, I think of Cordelia, um, you know, if, if, if I am in a position of serving, right. And I think I'm, I'm serving this great nutrition to people. And suddenly I realized that, what I am serving now looks like, you know, a happy meal. <laughs> <laughs> I, need to, I need to rethink that. It's, yes. It's like, oh, I need to go back and, and into the kitchen and reinvent what is going on to that serving plate to, <laughs> to bring forward and, and nurture others or nourish others. And, yes. and, um, I think sometimes we, we, we forget that we have to evaluate that pattern we're in and, and sometimes change it. Um, 
if we don't, it may just happen to us. <laughs> <laughs> or for us. Yeah. For yeah. us, like yeah. it did in your case. So. We either choose to change or change happens to us. Yes. Because Indeed. it's um, we're in motion. There's there's no question about that. Um, yeah. My hair wasn't always gray. Um, Beautiful. And you have all of it, <laughs> which is, you know, which is a gift. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Mike. I'm, I'm, um, I know we could, when we get together, we can talk for yeah. like ages. <laughs> I do want to say I'm going to do a commercial, right? So okay. people read the book, um, pay attention to the journey that Cordelia is taking you on with her work. And if you have an opportunity to join one of the events, please make that investment because I believe you'll you'll feel the the opportunity to to embrace some of the ideas that have been shared and talked about today um it how beautiful it is if we can make a choice to be intentional about our growth so read the book be thoughtful of who you're engaging with be thoughtful about um where you're putting your energy um clean the closet don't try to clean the world um, you know, make a difference each day that's available. Stay with Cordelia on this path. Um, I believe in where you're helping us grow to. Thank you, Mike. Yeah. yeah. And join the LinkedIn group. <laughs> yes, do that. Do that. There's, there's ways to engage. And, and, um, again, making good louder than bad is, is just a, a wonderful mission for, for us all. There is more good than bad. Good is just peaceful and quiet. Um, let's raise that vibration. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. If you know someone who would benefit from today's conversation, please share this podcast with them. Also, we invite you to visit theultimatecoachbook.com so you can continue your personal exploration of being. There you will find links to join our wonderful community, get your own copy of The Ultimate Coach book, and more. Simply go now to www.theultimatecoachbook.com. That's www.theultimatecoachbook.com. The link is also available in the show notes. We appreciate your support. Be blessed. Be you.